You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. And welcome to the Retro Detroit Nerdfighters Podcast. My name is Ian the Well-Informed, and I'm here with Phil the Philobadger. And I think when I get around to uh, starting my podcast, I think I'm just going to call it the Unnamed Goose Podcast and <laughs> watch my watch my ratings rise. Uh, I would call it the <laughs> Untitled Spruce Goose, but <laughs> that would work better. But uh, Best I can do is... Best I can do. <laughs> well, that'll wake people up. If you Ugh. if you loop the Waluigi sound for six seconds, that would work well too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Randy. <laughs> and Randy oh, as well. <laughs> okay, yeah, this is gonna be uh this is gonna be interesting. Yes. Um so you wanted to – well, just go right into it. Let's talk about Untitled Goose Game. <laughs> greatest video ga- – greatest name for a video game ever yeah. about a goose. Yes. No marketing. <laughs> That's from the same company that made Firewatch, right? I believe so. I'm not – um, don't quote me on that. Panic, right? Panic software? Panic Room or – Yeah, they make remember. a bunch of Mac apps too, which is uh, yeah. weird that they branched out into this, but – Whatever. Yeah, I'm, I don't remember who made Firewatch though. So I thought that was Campo Santo, or let's uh, let's look. I'm, I'm not sure. Let's look. Let's, let's consume valuable sure. podcast time while we look uh, this up. I, <laughs> while I type you in and like Google <laughs> autofills Untitled Goose Game. Uh, it's listening. It's listening to the podcast as we record it. Yeah, I, Panic Software. Um, okay, it's Panic Software, and it's not owned by Amazon, like Fire Tablet or anything like that. But <laughs> and then what was the other Firewatch? Ah. Uh, I have no idea. I have seen gameplay of Firewatch. Yeah, Camposanto was the developer and published by Panic as well. Okay, 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 got it. All right. Haven't gotten around to playing a Goose game yet. It looks bizarre and bonkers. It's a lot like having control of a bird and doing <laughs> reckless um <laughs> Um, I mean, it, mischief. It, it just it just takes what we all know already that geese are jerks and allows you to be a goose and yeah. allows you to fulfill your fantasies of being a jerk. My only question is: is at the end of the game, do you become Geese Howard? <laughs> <laughs> no, I I have no idea. Well, like I said, I I haven't uh, tried it yet, haven't bought it yet. Although apparently some people have been able to finish the game in four minutes. So, <laughs> yeah. um, about that reference, um, about the Geese Howard reference, that's a character from a game called uh, uh, Fatal Fury or King of Fighters. Either one, but <laughs> but 
No. Um, what do you like about it? Um, you know, it's it's got a unique uh, look to it. Um, you know, I we've all I know I've fantasized about uh, turning myself into a goose and nipping at uh, and stealing hot dogs from a picnic. <laughs> um, and it's one of those games I'll try eventually. And uh, you know, maybe I'll have fun with it for fifteen minutes and move on. It's something that if Nintendo got a look at would work well within the Animal Crossing series. <laughs> Wait, let's just add let's just add the goose to Smash Brothers. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. We need to put in Waluigi first, I think. I'm not saying we give up on getting Waluigi in Smash. I'm just saying once we succeed in that whenever you know after all these other uh, impossible things we do, we work on getting the goose in there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, speaking of um, Smash Brothers, have you heard about a series called Super Mario Brothers GT? <laughs> no, I have not. That's, it, is that a racing? Is that a like a racing game like Mario Kart? No, not at all. Um, <laughs> I'll give you a little bit of a synopsis. Um, you know, um, are you familiar with Dragon Ball Z? I know of it. Um, or, so I know that, it's based on the Journey to the West story, like a lot of th- like a lot of things are. Yeah, it's um, Dragon Ball Z was basically is or is basically. Uh, should I say like? the first real anime that got real popular attention. Everybody and their grandmother knows what Dragon Ball C is. Yeah, I, I, think, I think that's efficient. Least. Yeah, I'm, I'm, aware, I'm aware of it, and I'm aware of some of the memes, but I've never actually watched it. Um, a, lot of, a lot of what this series is, like whether it be uh, this series or another series called uh, – Super Mario Brothers Z bases itself around the combat of Dragon Ball Z while having characters that cross between the Mario and Sonic franchise. Oh, okay. So, so. Anyway, uh, and what did you want to say about Super Mario GT then? That, and I would recommend watching it. It's, if you like the, Dragon Ball Z, and then a good, uh, a very well written story. This is so far been a uh, a very good series. <laughs> and where is this on Netflix or is this on YouTube? Or? This is on YouTube. Okay, so I guess I'll watch it before Nintendo uh, issues DMCA strikes against it. I don't think they're going to do that. <laughs> Um, um, Nintendo is actually currently uh, following them. So, really? Oh, I'm, so, it, I might it, have to check that out. Yeah, it. They. I'm always, they, I'm always up for a weird, crazy crossover. Um, Smasher Block, or even um, its predecessor, um, guy named Mark Haynes or Elvin Earthworm. Made a series called Dragon Ball. Uh, no, I said Dragon Ball. Super Mario Brothers Z. And so this is kind of a continuation of that. So, 
Super Mario Z sounds like Mar- it's Mario against a bunch of zombies. Is that is that close? No, not even close. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll have to watch it to check it out. Um, he faces off against like his known enemies, like mm-hmm. from the Paper Mario series or uh, Super Mario RPG or um, uh, Bowser mm-hmm. and characters like that. <laughs> Oh yes, yep. I I see uh, I see both Super Mario Z and Super Mario GT on YouTube right now. So yeah, I'll definitely have to check those out. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I it looks pers- like it's only three episodes, so it won't take me that long. Um, they're kind of long. They're kind of twenty to thirty minutes, mm-hmm. but yeah. Um, but yeah. Um. You um speaking of uh, Mario Brothers and RPGs and fighting, have you uh heard about a company called Alpha Dream? Um I know they've made the Mario and Luigi uh, RPG series, which I've adored since the first the first entry um on a, on the GBA, I think it was Legend of the Seven Stars or something like that. No, that's not right. That's the Super Mario RPG that was on Super Nintendo. Yeah. Um, You're talking about Superstar Saga. That's the one. Superstar Saga. Yeah. And I, I was sad to see that uh, they've gone bankrupt, and um, not sure how that works. In uh, honestly, I thought I thought Alpha Dream was was a part of Nintendo. And if they weren't a part of Nintendo, they. Should be Nintendo, Nintendo should, should buy them. Nintendo should absolutely buy them and make put them into their company because mm-hmm. I mean even the latest uh, Mario and Luigi game was I would <laughs> out of um, I would give their entire series um, at least a three and a half out of five stars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I've, I've played pretty much every entry and a couple of them multiple times, and yeah, I always have a good time with those games. I um, I've played every one of them except Partners in Time, and I've wanted to play that game. Mm, that, My, that one's that one's not quite as good. Um, it's uh, I mean Bowser's Inside Story is probably the best, and. You know, I I did buy the remake of it for 3DS that came out earlier this year. I um, I would agree with you. Bowser's <laughs> Insight Story is, I would say, my favorite Mario game. Period. Just mm-hmm. because, just because of that ending. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah, I need I need to go back and play that again. So. <clears throat> So uh hopefully uh, Nintendo scoops up Alpha Dream and uh those those games really keep coming. Um yeah. you know, and if that means Nintendo doesn't buy platinum, I'm I'm all right with that. If they don't buy yeah. Um I would be happier if they didn't buy platinum just given um games like Transformers Devastation <laughs> and uh other IPs, not mm-hmm. the um, TMNT game that was. Let's not talk about that, that one. Let's not talk about that one. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, everybody has a misstep here and there. Yeah. Um, but um, 
But yeah, I do want to see Nintendo buy Alpha Dream. I don't want to see them. I don't um, want to see them go away and see that team get scattered. Um, because they're one of hey, they're one of the great company, one of the great IPs that Nintendo should continue. But mm-hmm. yeah, and like I said, you know. I'm not aware of anything else that they've done outside of this series. That's, you know, I honestly thought they were part one of Nintendo's internal studios. Like, um, oh gosh, I can't even remember their names right now, but, uh, the ones who do Smash, Smash Brothers or, um, any of their other ones. So, um, yeah, they're not, um, hell, they're not hell laboratories. No, <laughs> but. There were, they are noteworthy in the mm-hmm. fact that they do, um, they have a great series. Mm-hmm. But, but no, something that, uh, Nintendo should stop doing is, uh, what's it called? Um, uh, Mario Kart Tour. <laughs> if you've seen how, um, if you see what they're practicing on that, I played it. I'm not a fan of all the all the uh, monetization and you know stuff is locked behind paywalls. I'm I mean I understand Nintendo needs to make money, um, but it seems like just blocking an entire game mode um, for a price that's equivalent to the same dollars gets you all access into all of Apple Arcade is seems a bit much. Yeah. I mean, um, they did have a statement that said that they're only doing it for like publicity reasons. But I did not see that statement. So, I mean, just to have another platform that they're, um, that when the next Mario Kart game comes out, Mario Kart Nine, mm-hmm. that it's just an expansion on the series, right? Basically. Okay, so they're saying they might, they might uh, change the way they monetize that that por- the, those portions of the game, or is that Hopefully. how you read that? Hopefully, it doesn't seem likely unless we do. Um, Unless we come as a um, come in as a unit to stop monetization, <laughs> mm-hmm. but no. Um, I mean, I'm I'm Mario Kart's not my favorite. I enjoy it from time to time, but I've not really been spending a lot of time with Mar- the Super Mario Tour right now. Oh. I'm personally kind of a. Um, I kind of really like Mario Kart, but mm-hmm. I like to play that game and dedicate myself to it. Right. Like, uh-huh. um, my favorite in the series is Mario Kart DS. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I played that game for 200 hours. <laughs> wow. Getting, getting good at just drifting and mm-hmm. I'll say this, um, come at me when it comes to if i play as bowser oh yeah it sounds like i'm gonna stay away from that uh, but no uh but i don't like the practice 
like usual, I don't like the practices of them um, having monetization in the game. So another I game mean, I'm not going to play. <laughs> I mean, we can agree they need to make money, but we can debate about the best strategies for doing it. Yeah. Now, um, last episode we talked about KFC Simulator. We did. And now you want the girl in pretty pigtails to start an RPG. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were kind of joking around about, you know, um, if this wasn't done by KFC, that we'd get crossovers from all the fast food universes. Um, and apparently Wendy's took that and ran and made their own uh, D&D style tabletop RPG where you're 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 battling the forces of McDonald's in a rap battle or no in a in, um, in a Dungeons and Dragons style tabletop RPG they the- put so much effort into that that is not just like a marketing thing there's actual like rules and gameplay and uh-huh. oh my god yeah, it's supposedly uh, legit good. I didn't really have a chance to dive into it. I wonder it. who the developer was. I didn't look into it very much. Yeah, I, like, I just saw internally or Yeah, I mean this this broke yesterday, so I didn't have a chance <laughs> to really dive into it. So but My, it, it's it's bizarre. Is just the but I love that this exists. My only question is is there a Szechuan sauce man? <laughs> He's probably as the, a boss. He's probably the final boss. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would think it would be uh, Mayor McCheese, but <laughs> or Ronald McDonald. But I himself. just want to know what role the hamburger Hamburglar plays in this. Um, you probably team up with him, <laughs> if anything. <laughs> Could be, yeah. But it's uh, but it's intended to um, promote how Wendy's uh, beef is always fresh, never frozen. So they even have a blank downloadable character sheet on the website. Nice. In addition to some pre-generated ones, if you want to just dive right into playing. <laughs> nice. Uh, if I was in still a part of a D and D group, I would have to try this for a night. <laughs> Um, it be a B. <laughs> it would be a B and B group because it's beef and beef. <laughs> I think that's actually what it call, what it's called, <laughs> or the quest for beef. Actually, the quest for beef. <laughs> Where's the beef, though? <laughs> uh, it's Wendy's presents Feast of Legends: that's Rise from right. the Deep Freeze. That's right. <laughs> oh. Oh. Um. <laughs> I have nothing on that. <laughs> I have I do not have an epic comeback to that uh title. What do you think, Phil? <laughs> um I think we should just transition to something else. Yes, I I would agree. Um Did you uh, you said you had some other topics you kinda wanted to uh touch on. Um is that maybe a little heavier or did you want to save those? I wanted this um say uh, do one more and then we'll go on to the uh heavy stuff. Okay. Um um there is a update to um Super Mario Maker 2. There's a new feature that 
has you connecting with friends oh, through okay. their link code. Oh, okay. So now if you're wanting to – if you have the game and then I end up buying a Switch and um, getting the game, we can play against each other and see – now is that Ooh. is that lot we play against each other live or is it kind of more asynchronous in a more asynchronous mode or um um there's two options actually there's a there's a co-op where you can um of course you play with each other but um the first mode is co-op where you try and def- um um get through a level okay together through teamwork and then there's versus mode where whoever um um hold right harder wins oh okay <laughs> and that's the practical joke that most um players on mario maker 2 right. are saying it hold right to win yeah right of course yes <laughs> but, but yeah it's good that you can play with your friends um, and also have words in front of it. Not to <laughs> promote words with friends because I don't know anyone who's played words with friends. <laughs> Not yeah. in a long time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I didn't they just get their data hacked a couple of days ago? I'm like, oh, well, I guess that would have impacted me five years ago. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I was more interested in just playing Scrabble and not Word for Friends. Mm-hmm. But. Even though that was basically Scrabble. Yeah. No, there's a joke there. It's too cheesy. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> um, about that hack. Uh, but. Well, yeah, then we, well, save the cheese for when we get to Quest for Beef. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but there'll be... No way of catching up with that. <laughs> uh, well, if you mustard, you mustard. Oh, let us. Yeah. I move don't. On. I'm sorry. I don't care at all. Uh, <laughs> Who puts carrots on a burger? Nobody. <laughs> it's usually a sight. <laughs> but no. You could see maybe um, some pickled carrots or something. I could Might see that. Might be nice, but. Pi- just what go, are just go right to pickles then? Yeah, a uh, pickled carrots. Yeah, you find um, them in like jardinera mix a lot, but just straight carrots without all the other vegetables would be decent. Yeah, I've had a friend. <laughs> I've had a friend who's tried uh, a who's blew, tried to give me. Blew, you just blew his mind, Randy. <laughs> I've had, no, I've had a friend who has offered to give me uh, pickled pork, and I was like. I'm good, thanks. <laughs> so when I think of uh, pickled carrots, I don't know what to think. <laughs> but anyway. I think you just uh, think, I need to get away from this person as fast as I can. And you've given us a very <laughs> a very good transition. <laughs> um, 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 have you heard about a guy named Michael Knowles? Um, I... It's, he's not the guy who does Mystery Science Theater 3000, is it? No. Not no. Even close. No. I mean, the guy who does Mystery Science Theater 3000 is a know-it-all, but that's not the point. <laughs> and I think his name is Michael. 
or I think one of the guys at least. It's not Michael Fassbender, right? No, <laughs> it's I anyway, forget his last my, name. Michael Michael Rogers is the guy who does Mystery Science Theater three thousand. I think you're right. Yeah, but uh, tell me about Michael Knowles. Michael Knowles is, um, even though we express um, uh, no politics on this show, um, this um, this bit of information um, kind of has to be addressed. He. Um, uh, um, on I think it's like Fox News or something that um, he disclosed someone's disability on that show and also uh, told them that this person has a mental illness <laughs> and um, like what I have to say about that mm. is that um it's not, it's not right to say that it's not right to disclose someone else's um disability through um HIPAA law mm-hmm. and that like the general term for quote unquote mental illness now is invisible disability someone it can't be seen and uh, uh, it doesn't have such a uh, negative connotation to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm all about removing the stigma of mental illness and, but uh, it sounds like the way this guy did it, he's just doing it to be a jerk. He, yeah, he basically is, and there's a lot of people who, not in the fun way, like an Untitled Goose Game, but a, re- a real jerk, <laughs> jerk to end all jerks, a jerk to. I mean, I can't say that. I mean, he, um, he's not. Um, um, should I say knowledgeable with the forest or not a know-it-all? <laughs> like his he name doesn't implies, li- he doesn't, doesn't live up to his name. He doesn't live up to his name. No, <laughs> and. When I look at him and when I see him. <laughs> Which kind of implies to me kind of fits in at Fox News, but that's as political as I'll get right now. I mean, the one thing that I think people are what attra- people are attracted to him is that he looks a lot like the character um, – I forget his name. He looks a lot like – um, the character who plays Charles in Charles in Charge. <laughs> oh, Scott Bayo. Scott, uh, yeah, Scott Bayo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, I think that he got popular because he looks a lot like him, <laughs> even though he's, um, he may have uh, turned thirty. But when I looked at his uh, bio. <laughs> He was. He's not he's quite twenty nine. Yeah, he's twenty nine. He's got to no. do some living. He's got to. Yeah, he's got to do some living, and um, it's kind of odd that he um, what's it called that um, he doesn't know much about climate change and um, people with um, 
an invisible disability and how they're actually um, – Well, and if you're on Fox News, you probably believe both of those are made up anyway, so. I, yeah, I, I mean all of us listen to Cypress Hill, insane in the membrane, insane in my brain. Right. <laughs> but mm-hmm. but I mean, it's completely possible. <laughs> But, oh, um, but yeah, I kind of don't really have too much else to say about him. Um, you know, I have no interest in finding out anything more about him. Um, I'm not in. Based on what you've told me, I'm kind of just happy to switch, skip past him. Um, I, but I am, um, I'm kind of tempted to, um, just uh, tweet out the Scott I.O. <laughs> um, mm. but, but that's just me. But, <laughs> but anyway. But, um, I think um, – let's see. Um, I mean there's two other stories. Um, 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 you hear about this new um, – um, list that uh, this new demonetization list that came out. I mean, I've heard more channels got demonetized, or our specific videos got demonetized, which you know happens seems to happen every day now. Yeah, um, but there is there is a few creators that decided to band together once they uh, got demonetized, and then. Um, um, tested out their uh, theory, uh-huh. and no, it's not MatPat. They decided to see which words would, um, um, over a um, over a set period of time, which words um were flagged uh, that would get demonetized versus not getting demonetized. You mean like every key- time. Like keywords or words they use in a video in their videos or yeah, basically. So keywords, keywords, um, keywords that the um, person is speaking and also are in the like or in the uh, description tags that were description. Okay, yeah. So basically, if the word is involved in the video in any way, shape, or form, either spoken or or text. Yeah. Um, there was an interview maybe a few months ago with the CEO of YouTube that said she said that there was no list. And I mean, from a database perspective, <laughs> I there has to be a there has to be a list. I mean, there isn't a list. There's I mean, you, a you can't have criteria without a list. I mean, you can't have criteria that. A flags video without having a database that searches for things. <laughs> so, I mean, maybe it's not a classic list that you take to the grocery store, but yeah, but yeah, there's probably the right word is, uh, is there many databases internally that store, uh, lists that Get uh, get people demonetized versus um, not. 
and from my perspective, there always is like um, um, working for bigger companies. There's usually like like a two to three page list of uh, um, abbreviations, but I can say that much. <laughs> mm-hmm. But. But um, but yeah, that's um, all I have to say on that. What do you uh, do? You think that um, from that perspective, um, um, there should be a bigger like crackdown of um, what words? <laughs> um, I th- I think. I think you know there needs to be more transparency about what gets what get what can be monetized and what cannot. Um, YouTube, you know, I get the sense with all the complaining that I hear that people get the sense, rightly or wrongly, that YouTube's kind of making it up as they go, and that that's you know hard for folks to make that makes it hard for folks to make a living. I mean, there are some things about YouTube where they're flying uh, by the seat of their pants. But um, in terms of the like the database side and the algorithms and things like that, I think that uh, they I mean, are, I, I don't feel necessary. I don't necessarily believe that this is malicious on YouTube's part. I think it's just a matter of they have many, many masters they have to satisfy. They own their own corporate, corporate overlords, the advertisers, the creator community, their viewers. And sometimes what those communities want ends up being diametrically opposed and you can't, you literally can't satisfy all of them. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, you know, and I, I think this, you know, that's kind of, Amplified um, by this, the lack of transparency on YouTube's part. So that that's what I think of it. Yeah, and what hey, where they put their money and how they do things is one controlled by their viewers and two controlled by their shareholders mm-hmm. and vendors and people like that. And that's business as usual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. Speaking about money and business as usual, and I hate to do this story. I really do. <laughs> um, um, our governor, Governor Whitmer, decided to do uh, budget cuts to nearly $1 billion worth of funding, whether it be uh, housing, Medicare, Medicaid, and other things. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they, I mean, the part that I don't get, the part that, um, the part that I want to cover because, um, it's the part that I understand mm-hmm. is that they cut. million worth of funding for um, insurance for people who have autism. 
was that you know are they is it like they're insurer of La- Michigan's uh, insurer of last resort, kind of like a Medicaid um, funding, or is this what kind of insurance is this? This is this would be like Medicaid things. Mm-hmm. Um, um, basically, um, this affects uh, directly. This affects directly um, Autism Alliance of Michigan because mm-hmm. they have this thing called the MI Navigator program that. Um, helps people to get Medicaid who have autism. <laughs> and it kind of helps them navigate the process. Is that kind of what I can imply based on the name? Yeah. And then um, Autism Alliance does services for like job placement mm-hmm. and things of that nature. <laughs> so, I mean, and Whitmer did this, like the $1 billion in cuts was was for a a move to from what i've heard try and get more republicans to see like get more on her side <laughs> as a kind of a political move <laughs> i mean yeah it's just you know shaving money off the budget so that you know so that she can find money to uh fix the damn roads as her campaign said and then you know so she doesn't have to raise the gas tax which we we all know is going to be unpopular but i mean, I mean speaking I mean, for myself would i be happy about paying another 45 cents a gallon for gas no not really but if i know the money's going to go to fix the roads I can be okay with it. Yeah, but and I get it too, but it's like um if you're fixing the roads but then you're having um maybe tens to hundreds of people trying to do kickstarters just so that they can pay um um for insurance to live in their property because they have a a son or daughter who has mm-hmm. autism because their bills are um will be far too high mm-hmm. then um and i mean yeah it doesn't sound like that's the smartest of cuts but um, um she she wanted to have house republicans renegotiate the deal but that's not it doesn't sound how, like that. That doesn't sound like how it's playing out. So that's not at all how grant funding works. If mm-hmm. you veto the bill, what happens is a that's final. That's like um, the situation basically is <laughs> to give more context because I'm sure that people will <laughs> um, argue this. It's like. Um, um, it's like Whitmer is the landlord uh, <laughs> of of that set building, and um, the people of autism are basically the restaurant that's within that building. If you um, the landlord, um, no. You say to the landlord that there is one item on that list that you should not touch 
because it tastes like shit. <laughs> and yet she bases the entire um <laughs> um decision on <laughs> um that it tastes like shit <laughs> that one item and then raise the rent because of it and make it so it's uh <laughs> um you can't do your business there <laughs> that's basically what it, by leaving a one star yelp review <laughs> on it it's kind of that's kind of well, how it this sounds it sounds out. more to me like Whitmer just you know to use the landlord analogy Whitmer just decided to just arbitrarily close the restaurant you know whatever the whatever its yelp rating was whatever people were saying about the menu so people who you know like to eat at that restaurant now have to go somewhere else yeah but then i mean like like with autism lines they're one place that gives that insurance or gives job placement that's the one place within uh southeast michigan that uh does that and does that effectively mm-hmm. for for that um demographics so um it's more of a um if you Go elsewhere, it's going to be out of this state. <laughs> okay, so basically the folks who used to work at that restaurant that uh, the governor arbitrarily closed, you know, now have to go work somewhere else and it could very well be in another building, let's say the Wisconsin building or the Ohio building or the Indiana building. Yeah, basically. I mean, that's not what's happening. But mm-hmm. in order f- – I mean, in terms of the grant funding, that's um, they will have to find money elsewhere. <laughs> right. Okay. But yeah, it's kind of a shame that um, these people did nothing wrong, and now it's <laughs> um, she wanted to, she wanted to renegotiate the. Uh, mm-hmm. She wanted to renegotiate that contract mm-hmm. in order to um, – she wanted it soon, but it's like he, that soon is this time next year because that's how grant funding works for nonprofits. Right. So <laughs> so the nonprofits can't – these – this, you know, assuming, you know, let's say this grant – the this program is reinstated in next year's budget – you know the non the nonprofits that rely on this money. You know they're kind of out in the cold until that funding's re- restored. Is that basically what you're saying? Yeah, basically. And it's like, um, it's like if you had a problem with this funding, mm-hmm. you don't veto the bill at the last minute. You say, uh. You talk about it in March. You talk about it. In, you talk about it till August. But then, when the final bill comes out, uh, <laughs> whether or not it's um, good or not, you kind of want to pass it, even though uh, even though 
it is going to take a lot of time for that money to mm-hmm. um what's it um for that money to um that kind of money to um dissipate to right. keep that money out <laughs> mm-hmm. I forget the word of what <sighs> distribute propagate yeah it's like it's corporate money mm-hmm. it's that type of money that uh corporations are buying into um are buying into um uh uh lobbyists and mm-hmm. government but I mean, it's kind of um stupid to do that to that but that's just that's just me. <laughs> so. Yeah, this isn't a world I follow very much, so I'm kind of relying on you to guide me here. So you seem yeah. you're doing okay. Um, I can give you a little bit of <laughs> a synopsis of what happens with grant writing and things like that. So what happens is sometime around February, March, there are places like say Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation uh-huh. that. Um, uh, distribute grant services. Uh-huh. So you get your quote-unquote grant writer to write up an RFP, a request for proposal. Uh-huh. They write it up. They ask what they're going to use that money for uh-huh. and how much. <laughs> right. With you so far. Yeah. And then if they make any arrangements, they have their uh, – meetings and they discuss details and then it either gets approved or it doesn't get approved (laughs) and so if it gets approved then the amount that they're given is what they're given or maybe Mm -hmm. even more depending on uh Depending on, you know, how the grant was written or um, who received it and who accepted, who declined. Is that is that basically it? Yeah. And also depending on the need. Mm-hmm. Like, say, for instance, um, if there's 5,000 people who are homeless when it first um, – in, in terms of grant money, if there were 5,000 people who were homeless when they first started to write the bill and then there were, say, 15,000, this is just – this is just hearsay. This is not uh, – Hypothetical. This is hypothetical, yeah. Mm-hmm. And say there's 15,000, then they could ask through their company, hey, there's 15,000. Mm-hmm. Now, can we get compensated to – uh, address that need, right? Okay. So, so that's that's kind of how it, that's how it works. But then government says we have this um, amount of money we can uh, we can allocate, and that's and then upon moving forward go through barriers and hoops and then mm-hmm. if everything goes well then everything goes well and by but if the uh, program is quashed at the last minute then everyone's got to scramble and then yeah if and usually like for nonprofits like within Michigan their um deadline is basically like 
ain't when they get their new grant money was usually like the beginning of October, October 1st. Mm -hmm. So when Autism Alliance sent that information, um, that it got squashed, it was absolutely last minute. It Mm -hmm. was, they found out September 28th or 29th. (laughs) Ah, gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So, so, yep, that's how it uh, plays out. <laughs> but I wonder um, where that money is going to go now. <laughs> now that they, they – because you can't um, renegotiate the deal now that it was kind of set in stone. Mm-hmm. But – but, I don't think that's another question for another day here. Yeah, it kind of is. <laughs> but it just pains me to <laughs> it just pains me that she kind of doesn't know what she's doing within her um she doesn't know how grant writing works. <laughs> I would think that she would, but at <laughs> I mean, who knows what goes on in those negotiating chambers? Yeah. All right. I'm not going to pretend I know. I'm not going to pretend I know what was going on in the governor's mind. Just everything I read, she just wanted to get a deal done. She was. (laughs) I don't know. But, yeah. um, But, Phil, where can we find you? Um, you can find me, um, probably, probably avoiding geese because we know they're jerks. Ah, I, um, have to agree with you. I will stay away from, uh, I mean, they're probably, they're all probably flying south for the winter, so we won't see any for a while. So, yeah, but. Yeah, I will do the same thing. You can find me at uh, eInformed.com, informed with an A. And as always, um, don't forget to be awesome. Don't forget to be awesome. And please do your homework, please, (laughs) so that things like this don't happen. (laughs) All right. Thank you.